Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday, where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism. In How to Deal with Criticism, Pastor DeMichael will guide us through a story where a woman in the Bible was criticized for her good deed. Everyone at some point will have to deal with criticism, whether it is merited or not. The power that we have when criticized is in the power of our response. In this week's lesson, we will be given some sound and practical advice on how to deal with this sometimes difficult issue. We pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to order today's message, stay tuned until the end of today's program for a phone number and address where you can order a copy on CD. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. We're going to try to learn a little wisdom here this morning from the Word of God. Learn some practical wisdom. Because criticism can take the form of lies and slander. I call it case building. I'm not content to criticize that person for what I know they're doing or who they are or whatever it is I don't like. But I'm, I'm going to build a bigger case. I'm going to tell lies. That's, that's not uncommon, folks. Here, here's what God tells us to do. This is an overarching principle that would serve all of us well in every aspect of life. Matthew chapter 18 and verse 15. Matthew 18, verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee. This is a specific case where somebody has done wrong to me, but I want you to think of the principle that Jesus teaches his disciples here because it applies to this business of criticism and lies and slander and stories that are told about people. Look at verse 15. Moreover, if thy brother trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between he, thee and him, what? Alone. I'm not going to go any further in this. There's a lot more to this, but we don't have the time. My, my point is this. When you hear something about somebody, if you think it's important enough to digest, then you, you are mandated, I am mandated by God to go directly to that person and for their good explain to them what's wrong or for their good and your good lest you sin against God and help the devil in slandering somebody find out if it's true my 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 so much character assassination goes on in the name of one side of the story we say it all the time we hear it all the time there's two sides to every story truth be known there's probably three yours mine and the truth but how often do we run half-cocked, as they would say? Because we heard something from somebody about somebody else. And by the way, especially if it doesn't line up with what you know about their character, that's the first thing that should cause you to be suspicious. I have said on more than one occasion when somebody said, so-and-so did thus and such, I have said, that doesn't sound like them. That doesn't sound like the so-and-so that I know. And God mandates that we go to that person first because it may not be true. In the graveyard of relationships, I wonder how many tombstones are out there that should say on that tombstone, lies and slander. Lies and slander. Here lies another dead relationship between two good friends. The Bible says in the book of, of Proverbs, the whisperer separateth what? Chief friends, good friends. 
Why would somebody believe something untoward about somebody, especially if they knew them well enough to know that that wasn't really their character? You know what you ought to do? You ought to go to that person and find out the truth. But I'll take you one further. I'll take you one further. You ought to say to the person that brought it to you, I'm not going to hear that. Because you know what? Where there's no market for something, the product goes away. And how many of us have been guilty of spreading things like that by just giving it an ear? Just giving it an ear. Let me, let me show you something else while we're on the subject, and then we'll move on. We'll move on to the next point. But, uh, and, and, and I'm going to be truthful with you. This is a little bit awkward for me to bring this part of it to you because it, it deals directly with me. But it's Bible, and it's my job. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 5. 1 Timothy chapter 5. I'm not going to leave parts of the Bible unpreached just because it's uncomfortable. But let, let me show you how far God takes this thing. And, and I'll tell you why he does this. Uh, take a look at... Uh, Take a look at 1 Timothy chapter 5, and I just want you to look at, at verse 19. Verse 19. Against an elder. Okay, an elder is a bishop or a pastor. All right? Against an elder, receive not an accusation, but before what? Two or three witnesses. Now, folks, that's good policy with anybody. Folks, against a parent, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Against one of your kids, receive not an accusation, but before two or three witnesses. Against another brother in Christ, receive not an accusation, but before what? Two or three witnesses. And by, by the way, the Old Testament is replete with the two or three witnesses, two or three witnesses, everything by two or three witnesses. You know why that is? Because if two or three people get together on a lie, one of them will break. One of them will break. But you know what? One person can just make up a story about somebody. And if you're willing to receive it, and, and, and by the way, why does God say this about an elder? Let me tell you something about an elder, a pastor, assistant pastor, a deacon for that matter. Anybody that's in leadership in the church, there are people that get disgruntled for whatever reason. And disgruntled people turn bitter, and bitter people want to hurt you. And so when you're in this position, you're wearing a bullseye. So Paul says, don't receive it, but before what? Look at the verse. Look at the verse. What? Two or three witnesses. In the almost 40 years that I've been in the ministry, I can't count the number of times that someone heard a story from someone else that left the church that was mad about something that wasn't honest, that concocted a story or a half-truth about the pastor and took that other person out with them. And they were in direct violation of Matthew 18 because they didn't come to the pastor, and the person that listened to him was in direct violation of 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 19. But folks, I, I, I'm not just applying this to a pastor. Make this a rule of life in every relationship. In every relationship. Folks, we live in a country that's a house divided. And you know what a lot of it is? A lot of it is all these half-truths, these innuendos, and all they are is criticisms that have taken the form of lies and slander. So, number one, remember they're inevitable. Number two, don't try to understand them. Number three, and this is important, 
Number three, this is important. By the way, before I move on to that, I want to I read you this, this short story. Uh, this was written by a pastor who had an interesting phone conversation. He found out that there was going to be a conference of pastors that were meeting together to discuss this guy and his beliefs. He found out about it through a pastor friend. He called the pastor of the church where they were going to have this conference. And he said, I heard that you're going to have a meeting about me. It got real quiet on the other end of the phone. And he said, you know what? I would be glad to be there and answer any questions you have about what I believe. Do you know what this guy said? He said, absolutely not. We could never do that. Folks, that's pastors that are in violation of 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 19. Nobody's exempt. It's a good rule of life to be sure to hear at least both sides of the story. Amen? Lest our lives look like a graveyard with our relationships, and we have many tombstones that say lies and slander. Number three. Number one, it's inevitable. Criticism is inevitable. Number two. Number two, it's not understandable. Don't spend your life trying to figure it out. Number three, this is important. Don't stop hurting. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? Don't stop hurting. Don't get callous. Don't stop hurting, but don't let the hurt stop you. Now, some of you by temperament are more or less sensitive by nature. Some of you are more impervious to criticism. In fact, some of you are so impervious to criticism, you seem impervious to everything. And there's an advantage to that. Okay? But others are more sensitive. And if you find that you're more sensitive, you can begin to develop callous over your heart and start protecting yourself. Now, let me say this to you. I, I think... I think in the main, if, if God is going to use you in any position of leadership, uh, anywhere in our culture today, you have to have a divorce with public opinion. Someone once said in this area, our dependency makes slaves out of us, especially if this dependency is a dependency of our self-esteem. If you need encouragement, praise, and pats on the back from everybody, then you make everybody your judge. At some point, we have to say, you know what? God called me to do this. And I know it doesn't make sense to everybody. But I like the way I'm doing it better than the way my critics are not doing it. We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, How to Deal with Criticism, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. In this week's lesson, Pastor DeMichael has revealed that criticism can very often be a ploy of the devil to discourage us. The devil has many approaches to getting us frustrated, and he knows one of the most effective tools is through our pride. One thing that can make criticism so hurtful is when we pour ourselves out in a loving manner, trying to help people, and our efforts are met with criticisms. It is at these times, as Pastor DeMichael makes clear, that we are to realize that the same could be said of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who offered love and was met with scorn, rebuke, and criticism. 
yet he chose to extend his love despite the opinion of others. In the end, criticisms are inevitable and uncontrollable, but it is up to the Christian to approach the critics with the same love and even forgiveness that Jesus Christ has extended to us. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to order a copy of today's message, CDs are available for a suggested contribution of $5 each. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. Our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tvbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 5.45 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.